One man, one woman, one podcast. They perform their shows all around the world, and now they are broadcasting directly into your ears. Let's welcome Matthew Pomeroy and Natasha Lamb and the Not A Normal Life podcast. Starring Matthew Pomeroy and Natasha Lamb. Featuring Matthew Pomeroy and Natasha Lamb. Including Matthew Pomeroy and Natasha Lamb. Including, I think you get the idea. Right then, so a very big hello. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This is podcast number five. My name, of course, is Matthew Pomeroy. And sitting next to me in her flowery pyjamas is the very lovely... Natasha Lamb. How are you doing, Tash? I'm all right, thanks. Do you like my pyjamas? I do. You look beautiful. So we are currently in Northampton in the middle of a storm, a legitimate storm. It's happening. It is happening. The wind is very, very strong. It's almost shaking the house and we can hear it creaking through the windows. And I went out a minute ago because Tash decided to park the van about 35 minutes away from the house and I nearly got blown away. Oops, sorry. (laughs) Right, so we're going to start off as we always do with this week. What's happened this week? And it has almost been a week since our last podcast. Yes. And Tash, guess what? What? We We. have 80 listeners. Yes! So a big thank you for that. Now, I know that's not a massive amount, but it's a very exciting amount, and it's an amount that we're very happy and very proud to have. Uh, Tash is looking all excited at me. I need to do a shout-out. Oh, really? A shout-out to my mum, because she was one of the first people to listen. Yeah, I think she was. That is very, very true. And uh, we've done four podcasts, and the first three, we didn't upload till later. As we said previously, we recorded them, then did a bulk upload for the first three, and then we dropped the fourth one yesterday, and it got <laughs> We sort of... dropped it. Is that what they say? We cool kids it. on the block. Yeah, cool kids. All right, so we dropped it, or uploaded it however you want to say it <laughs> drop that mic we dropped that mic and uh, we got about 50 listeners in the first hour and some of them are in the usa so mm-hmm. that's good for four i'm happy and proud of us so eight listeners a massive thank you if you're a regular listener please uh, tell your friends about this podcast and if you've just tuned in please subscribe and follow do whatever you do on the internet to, uh, muchas gracias muchas gracias uh, it also tells us on our little analytics who's been listening and on what. So whether it's a phone or a laptop and where they are. So however you're listening, thank you so much. Please carry on listening. And uh, we're very excited to have you on board. Yeah. Um, With that, we're going to be getting a Rode microphone very, very soon. So the audio quality is going to sound incredible. We've got some jingles on the way. And as you've heard, we've got our brand new voice intro. Progress in making. (laughs) In the making. Progress in the making. (laughs) Tash is putting her hands over her mouth and trying to sound like a robot. Now, Tash, talking of incredible things, which you weren't, but we are now, myself and you went to the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, yes, darling, and it was fabulous. So, in my opinion, the three best venues in the world, thanks for asking. Number one, the best theatre in the world is the London Palladium, which last year I performed on, and it blew my mind. Thanks so much. very good. Uh, The best venue in the world is the Royal Albert Hall, sort of concert venue. Yep. And then the best arena is Madison Square Garden. So the Albert Hall blows my mind every single time we're there. And why did we go? Why did we go? We went to watch Luzia um, Cirque du Soleil. And Cirque du Soleil are my favourite. Now, I've never seen them in London before. I've caught them, you know, in the States. But I just never expect to walk into a venue in the UK, like an hour from our house, and see Cirque. Like, wow. Yeah, it was incredible. So the show began in Montreal and then it's making its European debut here in London. 
and uh, it takes you on an imaginary journey. It's like waking, uh, th- walking through a dream mm-hmm. where light quenches the spirit and rain soothes the soul. That's direct from their website. And the elements of Lucia weave an intricate contemporary mosaic that awakens your senses and transports you to a place of suspended disbelief between dreams and reality. Yeah, we were on a flight, weren't we? We were on a flight and they have got the best water effect <gasps> I've ever seen. Did you just spoil it there? <laughs> Sorry if you're going to go see no, it. No, because it's on all of the pictures. It's yeah, on the okay, promotional fair. material. In fact, I think the main picture for it is the, is water, the water effect. The water feature. Now, obviously, if you've seen any of the other Cirque shows, very, very often they're built into the venue. Mm-hmm. So they get a specific location and then they build around it. Like, was it La Cusa we saw in Orlando? Yes. And then obviously all the ones in Vegas, they're built for that venue or the venue's built for them. Now, obviously, it's hard to put it into a venue like the Albert Hall. A, it's in the round, but B, it's not under their full control. But what they're able to do with the sets and the scenery is phenomenal and they've got the best lighting designers in the entire world but if you've seen the show if you're listening to this thinking oh i've seen lucia i loved it i have a question for you Um, and we'd like your answers please on one of our twitters either at matthew magician or natasha underscore on stage now there was a juggler and i love jugglers and he was incredible and he does the best club juggling i've ever seen sort of triple spins quadruple spins four clubs five clubs fast wasn't it insane But then I said to Tash, as the theme and the feel of the show is Mexico, of course he's going to do the sombrero catches and throws. Mm -hmm. It's sort of common in juggling. A lot of jugglers do it and it would fit the show perfectly. So I was expecting it and waiting for it. Then I saw four or five cast members walk to the sort of ringside and they had sombreros in their hands. But then before he managed to do it, all the sombreros fell, didn't they? They just dropped. Yeah, about a thousand sombreros from the roof fell on him and it was almost like either his time got cut short or uh, a cue was pushed wrongly backstage. It seemed very odd, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, something happened. Or if if it was meant to be like that, then why? Yes, yeah, so <laughs> if you've seen the show, does he normally juggle the sombreros? And if he does do that, we didn't see it, so we might have to go back. Yeah, <laughs> might need to return. So if you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's here for a few more weeks, I believe. That's Lucia at the Royal Albert Hall, and we loved it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. Now, uh, oh, thank you to your friend. Give a shout out. Yeah, Becca, thank you very, very much. Who works in the Albert Hall. We got the Royal Box, and it was very, very lovely. Absolute star, legend. So, she is a legend. Now, we've been doing rehearsals, and I'm feeling very excited, Tash. Why? I think that we've constructed... My best show in 12 years and our Ooh, best show in three years. Winning. Um, yeah, I think it's great. It's very, very cool. It's very magical. Very magical. For the very first time, we've not focused on spending loads of money and getting loads of new things. We've gone back through the old books and the old textures and scripts in Magic. And uh, we found some hidden gems that have been custom built for us. And I think... It's going to be incredible. Yep. So have a look out online as well. We'll be uploading some tricks. Yeah, we shall. Some brand new things. Also, we nipped to the V&A Museum. Yes, we did. Now, the V&A Museum is in London, in South Kensington, I believe. Yes. Next yes, to the Natural right. History Museum. And what did we do in there, Dash? We went to the theatre exhibition. How good is that museum? It's incredible. Yeah, just trying to find the theatre expedition. Is that the right word? Exhibition, exhibition, yeah. Exhibition, yeah. Took me about two hours. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we went through the whole world: China, Japan, Russia, Mexico, and jewelry. Jewelry, so loads of jewelry, didn't we? Yeah. It was great. And then we got into the theatre um, exhibition, and what did we see? We saw Charlie Chaplin's King it from the 1930s. It blew my mind. It Insane. literally gave me goosebumps. 
uh, Tommy Cooper's yes. Fez was there, yes. Fred Astaire's outfit that he wore to dance in. But for me, and I'm going to give a little shout out now, uh, my favourite musical of all time is the Gilbert and Sullivan's production of The Mikado that I saw when I was four years old. My dad was in it as The Mikado. Um, and the production that I first saw was televised. And the guy who played Coco, who's the lead role, was a guy called Fenton Gray, who I now know and am friends with. And he's the reason why I do this job. He was my inspiration. So big shout out to him. He's the best. Um, he's done Fiddler on the Roof uh, and much, much more. But his costume, his Coco costume was mm-hmm. in the museum. It was. Blew my mind. I've got goosebumps now even thinking about it. And the funny thing is, is we were standing there on YouTube, YouTube and all these different productions. Yeah. While standing there and viewing the costumes. Yeah, it was crazy. Cool. We could have spent so long in there. Yeah, if we'd read all the text, we would have been there for days. Yeah. I'd still be there now. If you like theatre um, or just the stage, go along. You'll yeah. love it. You were always doing lighting designs well. And we're looking at all the <laughs> blueprints for the scripts and the sets. Uh, we love that. Um, so, sort of changing direction a little bit. I thought I've got a lot of news this week. Um, we was on the M1 Tash yes. for two hours and forty minutes last night, <laughs> and we saw zero. I repeat, zero <laughs> McDonald's. How's we that thing? We were so excited for a McChicken sandwich. After our show, we were hungry, right? So hungry. Yeah. Famished. <laughs> yeah. I looked at your face and I forgot to speak because you did like a. I was hungry, kind of look. It was a serious look. Yeah, so we decided from leaving the stage door, don't worry, in about 20 minutes we'll eat. This was about 10 o'clock, and uh, half past one in the morning, still nothing, at McDonald's. Nothing. A few KFCs, Burger Kings, they were shut. We were, si- oh, I can't even describe how hungry we were. Unbelievable, was yeah. yeah. I mean, we had one sausage roll. That was from Greg's. Yeah, so we ended up getting back, and you cooked like a feast, didn't you? Four course meal. Yeah. Full, a four? Full. I feel like I'm a bit tired today. Let's do one more bit of news, should we? Do you need a coffee, hun? I think I do need a coffee, hun. Can we sort that out? <laughs> we'll sort that out after this segment. Uh, we've got one more thing, and that is we went to see our friend John Morton. We did! He's our pal. Magic John. Now, I think that John Morton is potentially one of, if not the best, magic mind uh, in this country, at least. And every time I see him, or we see him, it's a joy. He's inspiring. He's the best. And we can sit and chat for 10 hours and it feels like 10 minutes. And every time I leave, I leave with new ideas. And I think he does the same. We kind mm-hmm. of feed off each other and he's great. So yeah. he's my friend. He's your friend. And we love him. So John Morton, Colleen and Eleanor's family, thank you for having us over. And we look forward to seeing you again very, very soon. Yes. Right. I'm going to get a coffee. And as we do that, let's go into the next section, which is, I've noticed... Noticed. I get a coffee. You tell your story. Okay, so I've noticed that there are there are men out there, okay, <laughs> really? or, or ladies, right. either or, either gender, that fill your car up for you with fuel. This blew your mind, didn't it? Can't believe. I've got a coffee, by the way. I'm on form again. On so form. what happened? Tell the full story. So we needed fuel, as always. We always put fuel in our van to get us round from A to B. And we went to the service station and this random man just pops out and stands <laughs> next to the fuel. And I'm like, hi. I thought he was like literally a crazy man. And yeah, he's like, hi. And just started filling up the van for me. Yeah, but the thing was, we didn't want the van filled up. We'd pulled over to try and find my card to get food. <laughs> and in the process of getting my card, some like 95-year-old man had undone our cap, opened the van petrol sort of cabinet bit. What's it called? Compartment. Cap. cap. Yeah, took off the cap and Fuel opened cap. the little bit, the little door. Oh, yeah. Little side door thing. Just, just call it a door. Why not? Yep. Side door if you want to be specific. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he started filling it up and we didn't even want the fuel. I think I was frozen. I didn't know what to do. I was staring at him. I was giving him some real daggers because I was like, why are you touching my nozzle? Wow. And then, <laughs> and then as we were driving off, Tash in like the most confused voice went, babe, who the f- was that man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know who he was. So now you've learned. But why? Why does he do that? I think they're called like the petrol filler people. Yeah, but why? Dot com. There is no need. I don't know. Well, sometimes I don't actually it's know. It's what... 2020. We can all pay by card now. Tap tap on tap, the screen. Tap, yeah. So why is he? Well, I wonder if people want to go inside to do their. Oh my! This isn't even the section where we talk about what's annoyed you. <laughs> but isn't it annoying when people? Put petrol in, mm-hmm. then go and do their weekly shop, then in come back to the car. This garage, yeah, I don't understand. We're stuck behind them. We've got a big van. We can't get out. They come out with like sixteen bags. They got bread, milk, fish. It's long. Chicken. Well, while we're on this story, I once um, <laughs> worked for Panto Touring, and we went and filled up at a gas station, and it was with my friend Olivia. She filled up the van, but I say filled up. She thought she filled up, but actually just put a penny in. And we were really, really late for the show. So our two manager at the time, Sandro, he went into the garage to pay for it. And he had stood about t- at least 10 minutes in the queue to pay for fuel. Got there and she said, that's a penny, please. And he paid a penny. He came out fuming. He was like, who's just put a penny in the van? Now, can you do that in his accent? Who the hell just put a penny in the van? Yeah, and then what did you have to do? Did you have enough petrol to get there or did you have to put more Absolutely in? Absolutely not. Yeah, what? So you put, put more in? Pe- we only put a penny in. Yeah, but I didn't know if you had enough to get to the gig. No, we didn't. What, so you put more in and he went and paid again? Yeah, so we were definitely late for the show that day. Wow, the trousers. I know. Uh, always fill up the van to the fullest of your ability. Yeah, absolutely. Right, I have noticed. So, Tash, mm. I have far too many T-shirts. Oh! <gasps> Finally, you've noticed. So, honest to God, it's ridiculous, right? So, we was at your house and I found two full storage boxes. Now, yeah. I reckon in each storage box, there's probably 60 t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, that's, that's 120, yeah, right? at least. Then I was in my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. I've got three storage boxes in her bedroom in the side cabinet. Do you know that you go through phases of, like, collecting things? Uh-huh. Well, so then, t-shirts was one of them phases. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then in mum's barn, I've got four more storage boxes. And then in mum's side bedroom, my old bedroom, I've got a chest. Yeah, I've noticed. Then today, I went upstairs to find some scissors. There's more t-shirts. In the top drawer. I know. And they're all wrestling t-shirts. Every 99% of t-shirts is a wrestling t-shirt. I just thought that out, don't I? Can can you? I'll I'll have a sale. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I reckon I've probably got about 2,000 t-shirts. I'm, I'm so glad you know. That's too many, isn't it? Yeah. I don't need that many. You really don't. I think I need 10. Oh, yeah, you get away with 10. All right, well, I'll probably keep about 100. That's still quite a big To be cull. fair, that's better. I don't mind. I'll sort that, that out. I'll get on yeah. that for you. I'm sorry. I apologise. That's that's. I right. wanted to get it in before you got it in and what's annoyed you when you found all the t-shirts that I, I found know, already. I, I noticed that years ago. Okay, going on to things that have annoyed you. Mm. Uh, you can start. Tash, what's annoyed you this week, babe? Okay, so previous weeks, you know, it was your phone that wasn't working. Then it was your Mac that wasn't working. Oh. Now it's your glasses. <laughs> Why can you never, ever find your glasses? I did go about them for about five days, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, you did. My eyes were sore. And you mentioned it every minute of the day. Right. Okay. Because we were at your house. Yeah. And I'd left them at my grandma's house. I know, but you can't keep losing them. You need a little strap or something. 
like a strap on. <laughs> right. Well, I'll get a strap on sorted out then, Good. and I'll never lose my glasses again. Oh yeah. What? So you want me to have one of those like little chains? I don't mind. It would be anything, anything to stop you from losing your glasses. Oh well. Maybe you need like a little key on them so that you what can. What about like, or... the tennis players who have the elastic bands around the back? Yeah. And just, then they can never come off. Just keep them on. But then some little annoying knobhead will come and ping my band. <laughs> Just sleeping them. Sleeping them, like the glasses. Yeah, yeah, just. I'll try it tonight. Just never take them off. We'll keep you updated how that goes. Oh, good okay. Okay, so what's annoyed me this week? What's annoyed you? I've got four things. <laughs> yeah. What? And they're not all you. Oh, good. And I'm going to fly fine. through them. Uh, thing number one, mm-hmm. Katie Hopkins. Yeah, on. What? I, I think that she is, like, I don't know how harsh to be on this podcast. I thought she was gone a long time ago. I wish she was. But she was. Why why she be why She's she come a disgrace yeah, is yeah. all I'm going to say. So, I've been watching about her cuz she kind of intrigued me for an hour. Oh no, don't give her that. And the more I watch her, she like she makes she repulses me. I know. I know. On, I'm on sure every a lot level. of people listening to this agree. But I'm sure she's got like supporters and fans. But she purposely just says things to like rile people up, and I know it's a job, and I know how she gets money. Yeah. But well, oh, just a waste. Yeah, there's no need. She could find a different job. Probably sort out my t-shirts if she wants to. <laughs> <laughs> t-shirt lady. Right, next thing then, thing number two, middle lane drivers. So on the drive last night when we were trying to find a McDonald's that failed, there was a car in the middle lane. Doing like 45 miles an hour. <gasps> Say, that's but, no good. No, but then on the fast lane, mm-hmm. there's cars doing 90 miles an hour. Yeah. So now, I try and overtake it. You can't. I can't. Because where do you go? There's a constant stream in the fast lane. So I can't cut over from the slow lane into oh. the fast lane because this dickhead won't move up my way. Fair, I think He was I... there for an hour and ten minutes to actually counting him. No. In the middle lane. In the middle? Yes, because I had the whole Rob Williams <sighs> album on. He was there the whole time. I do get a little bit comfortable in the middle, I'm not going to lie, but but only when there's not many cars around. Yeah. And I'm not doing 45, I'm doing at least 70. Oh, that, no, speed no you're doing 70, because that is the legal yeah, speed I limit in this country. Yeah, but I do get a little bit comfortable, so I'm sorry, but that's terrible, he was, I was flashing him, no. I just wanted him to pull over so then I could overtake safely, Same. then he could move back out. I just don't understand. Do they need to retake the test or something? I think they do. Yeah. And then we saw that driver. It's mm. not even on my list, but he just reminded me. Yeah. We're, so I'm going along, and there was a car that you saw as well mm-hmm. in the hard shoulder who was doing at least 100 miles an oh, hour. Oh, so And then fast. he cut from the hard shoulder to the to fast the, lane. Yeah. We spend a lot of um, time on the road, so we see some horrific stuff sometimes, don't we? Yeah, bad stuff. I was on the motorway, and, you know, you have... Um, cars joining the motorway and I slowed down for this one car that looked like he was going pretty fast and as he got closer to join the motorway I flashed him to let him in he went from about 70 till about 40 yeah and I had to slam my brakes you were raging yeah I, you woke me up I you were that angry him. I beeped him so hard <laughs> did you yeah <laughs> right Tash I've got to tell you my little story when I first passed my test I had mum in the car mm-hmm. and we were driving on this massive roundabout going to a slip road and it was raining so heavily I couldn't see the motorway. And at that point, I wasn't experienced enough to know what to do. You went straight on the motorway when you passed your test. Oh, day one, love. No. Yeah. Day one, I passed my test. I got my car 
The second I got my car, I drove to Richard Cadell's house in yeah. Western Supermare. Oh. That's a good sort of three and a half hour drive. Wow. And back. And that was through Cheddar Gorge, all the rocks. Beautiful. And, yeah, really, really pretty. Oh, well done to you. Thanks so much. That's good. Um, but yeah, so I had to just brave it. And I did. I put you my foot did. down and got out, luckily. Yeah. Fingers crossed. You survived it. Whew. Got a few more things. Um, people that stand both sides of escalators. Really <laughs> annoying. Noticed it in London quite a lot. We go on the escalators going down to the tube. Right, so despite what people may think, there are definitely rules for using an escalator. Yeah, especially in London. Yeah, kind of unwritten rules. But like, No, unless... I think it's a rule. They do say keep to the side and then the people that want to walk. Really? Yeah. So yeah, unless you really want to annoy people, especially me, uh, move to the right when you're standing still. Yeah. And then stick to the left if, you if you're walk. walking up or down. That's correct. Really simple. That's a rule. But don't stand on the other side. <laughs> Reading the paper or on your phone looking at Tinder because it pisses me off. All right? Lastly. So uh, nobody do that. I haven't done one about you yet, so here's yours. Thanks. Um, I, you say to me, oh, baby, um, love you, yeah. Uh, That's well, not me. No, not you at all. You go, babe, write me a script. <laughs> so I'll write you a script and uh, then you go learn it. And then we go to rehearse it and you're all excited because you know the script. And then I listen to the script that I wrote, but I'm not hearing my script. I'm hearing a script that you've just made up in your head on the spot. Sometimes I change it. But when you say you change it, you it's unrecognisable. <laughs> your script is very good. Thanks so much. But I just go with whatever I feel, you know? In the moment. In the moment. Yeah, that's what's annoyed me this week. <laughs> right, so Tash, tell us a funny story. A funny story? Story. Okay, so this is another story of things possibly going wrong on stage. Oh, no, really? I don't want to give too much away and I don't want to spoil anything, but this was an illusion with fire. I have no idea what you're about to say. I'm excited. Okay, so it was a very... It was very windy in the theatre, and this doesn't normally happen. Like, theatres aren't normally windy, but the doors were somehow pushed open. Yeah, the side fire doors. I know where you're going. Yeah, I think it was a bit like a storm outside. And the wind was coming on in while the show was on. And we did an illusion with fire. And let me tell you, wind and fire do not go well together. Not, Not when the wind's not putting the fire out, if you get me. I can't say too much here. But basically, my hair got set on fire. You've got to say a bit more. So I know exactly what you're talking about yes, now. You know. So there is a certain illusion where Tash is in a place where she is very secretive. Yes. And uh, let's just say she legitimately caught on fire. Yeah, I did. And my hand caught on fire as well, didn't it? <gasps> and your hand. Yeah, yeah, my hand had gone like black and almost like it had lifted. The skin had gone like boils. You literally just put fire on your hand, didn't you? Accidentally. Yeah. Accidentally, yeah. And so... you came out and your eyebrows were grey and your hair was about a third of the length. <laughs> All I could smell was really, really bad smoke and fire. Yeah, but what did I say to you after the trick? You said um, you were far too early. <laughs> Like, what is that response? <laughs> I was set on fire and the only thing you had to say was, oh, came out a bit too early, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, but in fairness to me, I did not know you'd been set on fire. Could you not smell it? I could, could but I didn't know what it was. my face? I thought it was a pyro or something, didn't I? I didn't know what was going on. So my hair's never been right since, guys. No, sorry, I've killed the ends. You owe me hair. I do owe you hair. All right, so that is your story. My story involves um, a member of Blue. One love. The mother's pride, one, one love. love. Right, so pride, Anthony Costa, he's our friend. He is our He's almost pal. like a brother. Um, I like him, he's my pal, and we've got many an Anthony story. But we did panto together, and uh, now he's just our mate. And that's yeah. really cool. But one day, uh, we were driving home, 
We were. We were driving him home. Yes. Because he, and I'm saying this in speech marks, and I know he's listening, um, <laughs> he apparently had his car... But Tash, did you ever see his car? I never saw his car. I never saw his car. I don't think he wanted to move it from his parking space. No, but the weird thing is, he moved house in the time of the Panto run, so at some point... He, he must, must have... have moved his car. Where was the car? Who knows? Never saw a car. Never saw it. So we gave him lifts, and that's fine, <laughs> we didn't mind. But one particular no, we night, we'd had like a 15-hour rehearsal day. Long, I was so, so hungry. So long, and we were hungry, and we were tired, and we'd like planned the evening was going to get in. You know, watch you... a film, weren't we? Yeah, you know when you get that feeling where you've switched off from work and you just want to go home? Yes. Right? That was it. And Ant was invited, he could go to have dinner with us, that's all cool. But work had been done and we wanted to get home. So that bit in between ending work and going home had to happen as fast as it possibly could. Mm-hmm. So we're in the car, Anthony gets in, and uh, it's busy, right? It's about seven o'clock and we're driving through Leicester and the roads are packed. I think the football was on that night. So it is mental. Now, we left our sat-nav at the house, so I didn't know where I was going. Well, Ant was like, well, don't worry, mate, it's fine now, don't worry. You can use my phone. Use my phone, it'll get you there. Um, at the time, my phone was probably out of charge or had no signal. That's a story that happens a lot. Um, so I borrowed Anthony's phone, and off we go, having a lovely chat. Five minutes into Leicester, and now we're in the city centre. So the busiest part of Leicester, thousands of people all going or coming from the football, and Anthony's phone rings. So his phone's ringing. And I'm using it for the sat-nav in the stand. So there's two things that could happen here. A, Anthony ignores it. Or B, answers it. Or C, you could just stop the car. Yeah. Well, I didn't stop the car because it was in a busy Leicester city (laughs) centre. And uh, Anthony just leant over casually. Yeah. Grabbed the phone. Hello, mate. All right. How you doing? Yeah, cool. It's just chatting, wasn't he? a full chat. Yeah. So I drove around. And I went round the outskirts of Leicester. And what sure took 15 minutes... Oh, no. How long did it take? About an hour and 15. Yeah, about an hour and 15. And this happened twice. So after the first time, Anthony hung up and I went, look, mate, just so you know, I'm using that. So if you can, just wait. If you don't mind, just wait. Just wait five minutes till you get home and answer your phone call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went all around busy Leicester onto the roads again where we were. I promise <laughs> this is true. Nearly outside the theatre again on those same roads... Bring, bring, bring. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm not home yet, actually. So I'll just have a chat with you now if you want. I missed the turning again. <sighs> Fuming. But on the flip side of that, he probably is the funniest guy that I've ever met. Yeah. He makes me die. If he's listening, manas. Manas. All right, cool. So that's Costa. He's sorted out. Uh, big tick. He's our friend. And uh, he's terrible on the phone in his car. Yeah. My car. Your loves, car. He loves a chat. He loves a chat. All right, Tash. So where are we going now? Is it the big question? I think so. Uh, big question of the week. I've actually got a funny story. Shall I quickly do it or shall I save it? We need a jingle for that. We're doing big jingles. Should we tell the them? Week. We're going to a recording studio and we are doing some jingles. Yeah. It's happening. We've got our friend who's in charge of the big sing. So if you're out there and you think you'd like to join a choir, yep. our friend is in charge. He's the main man of the big sing. So contact him, go on the Big Sing website, give him a shout. It's called John or Jonathan, and uh, he will sort you out. He's it's awesome. He's the best. Um, yeah, he's cool. So um, we'll have jingles very, very soon. I'm going to very quickly tell a story about Sunday dinner. Oh, sorry, a story. No, yes. it's all right. Uh, what did we have today for dinner? Mm, Sunday dinner. Uh, it was the best. And what day is it today? Sunday. It all fits. It's gone perfect. But one day, uh, not long ago, Grandma's thought, well, tell you what I'll do. I'll make Sunday dinner for the entire family on a Wednesday, mental. But all the family came over and we're all sitting there. 
I'm going to keep this story very brief. Okay. Um, so Grandma made dinner. It looked amazing. She'd gone all out. The butcher man came in the van. Oh, she wow. got the meat. The meat had been rested on the side. Very nice. All the vegetables in the world. It was vegetables. like Gordon Ramsay had taken over the house, mm. right? We had stuffing. We had bread sauce, white sauce, ch- whatever. All the things. Oh, are bread sauce and white sauce two different things? Yeah, yeah. White sauce is flour, milk and that sugar. That makes sense. Bread sauce is bread in the sauce, yeah. I think I prefer white sauce. Do you? Yeah, is that what we had for Christmas? Yeah, but bread sauce tonight. Ah, uh, got you. Are you a white sauce fan? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Um, I like them both, but I love white sauce as and well. I love gravy. So white sauce is a Dutch thing, and my granddad was Dutch, so we put sugar in it. So flour, milk, a little bit of butter, and some sugar to sweeten it. You keep stirring it until you mm, get like a thick sauce. That's what I like. It's incredible. Um... But yeah, so my grandma made these dinners, the big table comes out, 20 plates, all the best cutlery, the best china, best silver, and it's all dished up, looks amazing. Grandma calls everybody in, and she's making the gravy. Yeah. Right, big, big tub of gravy, loving it, <laughs> smells great, mm, nice. Pours it all over, we all sit down, then it dawns on us that grandma's used the coffee <laughs> instead of the gravy. <laughs> I love this story, Classic. So she'd covered all, so the whole family sat there pretending that like, Nescafe coffee tasted good. With our turkey, chicken, and veg. No, that we had was to eat it out of politeness. It. Yeah, it was horrible, oh, disgusting, or anything. Oh, Still taste it now. Disgusting. But she is an amazing cook. Yeah, she's very good. I think she just couldn't see to that day for some reason. She got confused. Too many people around us spoiling yeah. the broth. Is that the expression? Too many cooks spoil the broth. Even if you're not having broth. And I love broth. Isn't broth good? Mm. We love a soup. I would never order a soup. When I have a soup, I love it. Yeah, soup's good. Soup is good. Right, big question of the week. Come on, come at me. Brace yourself. Come Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Uh, Should we just quickly say now that next week we're going to do some question and answers from our 80, high five. Yes, our 80 listeners. Hopefully that will go up. So if you have a question, either at Matthew Magician on Twitter or Natasha underscore on stage and use the hashtag not a normal life. We'll find your questions and answer them. You can ask us anything. Magic, touring, whatever you want to know, we'll answer it on next week's pod if we see it. Okay, big question, Tash. Come on. Are facts merely temporary truths? Are facts? What? You do that every time. Because it's too much of a big question. So facts. If something's a fact. Yeah. So what you know to be a fact. Mm -hmm. Is that merely. So is that just a temporary truth? So what that means is. Is that fact temporary? So for example. Say I said to you. Mm -hmm. I've got here a bucket of water. That's a fact. Yeah. But in a minute. No that's not where I was going. You confused me by saying that was a fact. But it is a fact. Oh yeah it is. But. What I was getting to is, if inside the bucket of water, yeah. it was had four litres of milk in. Okay. Right? So I'm going to say to you, this bucket has four litres of milk in. Yes. As a fact. Yeah. Right? But then it starts raining. So then that four litres of milk is now five litres of liquid, <gasps> not just pure milk. Even though it is milk, but the milk's diluted, which expanded the volume. So Matthew, that means... Yeah. this is ridiculous. This so, can't be a question. Yeah, yeah. It's number 24 on the world's biggest questions. It's, is it? Yeah. So, our fact, so anything that you know to be true, so how far away the moon is, any fact that you know right now, excluding oh, okay. dates that don't change, because dates that are from the past can't obviously alter, mm-hmm. but something that we know right now, so for example, you know for a fact, <laughs> the pyramids are in Egypt. Yes, fact. But what about if they all fell down? 
Well, then it wouldn't be a fact anymore. So that goes back to the question. No, Are... the fact would change. Yeah. So it, does that mean that it's just merely temporary? Okay. Will eventually every fact change? <gasps> no matter what the fact Ooh. is. Because people say that one day the sun will get closer to the earth. Now, whether that's true or not, if that was to happen, the fact about how far away the sun is... It would change. ...isn't a fact anymore. It's merely a temporary truth. Oh, great. So I want to know your opinion. Um, to be honest, facts are facts. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. This is my... <laughs> right, but expand a little bit. Oh, facts. Oh, hang on. I can literally facts see your mind working right are... now. If it's a fact, I'll take it as a when fact. When Tasha's thinking, her hands go to a prey formation and she like puts them <laughs> up and down multiple times. Facts are facts, but some facts you can't believe because they may not be true. <laughs> <laughs> no wait that's not the question that's not even the question well, yes, a little of bit of course of course facts can change yeah yeah so then what i'm asking you is if is, facts can change yes. do you agree with the statement that facts are merely temporary truths i don't believe that statement because some facts can stay as facts so for example i'll give you a fact natasha lamb was born on the 16th of the 8th 1993 fact that, that, that is will a never fact. change that will never ever change so there you go so are you saying then that only some facts are merely temporary truths correct i think that we've nailed it again we're good at this from three minutes ago when you didn't even know what the question meant that was confusing so now you've given it a full synopsis and you've done very well boom i'm proud of you thanks so i think that's the podcast that's it episode number five yeah but look let's do a few things real quick if you are and we said it at the very start of the podcast if you're listening to this we obviously want to do a podcast that you are going to enjoy. Yeah. Now, we have a very loose structure at the minute. We have what's loosey, annoyed you this week. Loosey. I've noticed you. Have you noticed? Um, not I've noticed you. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you over there. So I've noticed, have you noticed, etc. We've also got um, our weekly news, etc. But if there's any segments that you would like to hear, if there's maybe a trick that you could send us a YouTube video of and we'll discuss it and tell mm-hmm. us your our thoughts on it. Yeah. Let us know and we'll add it to the podcast. We will add it. That whole sentence, I had to hiccup. And I was looking at you, <laughs> hoping that you would notice if at any point you'd fill in. And you just looked at me really weird, like, why are you making that face? Didn't have a clue, love. No, not even a clue. So yeah, anything that you want to hear, let us know and we'll add it to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. 80 listeners. Yes. yes. Hopefully by next podcast, that's going to be 100 Oh, wow. That'll be 102 weeks. I'm proud of that. Yeah. We should think of a name. Like, you know, when people have followers, like we said before once on a podcast, Justin Bieber has like the Beliebers. Yeah. We need a name. The Tash and Matt. Us. (laughs) The Tomatoes. (laughs) Yeah, we'll think about that. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, I am Matthew Pomeroy. I'm Natasha Lamb. That was a fun one. It was. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again.